naturally, almost uh, instinctively, intuitively, when we ask the question, it's like, well, what if you're exactly where you're supposed to be right now? When we're in a situation where we're just feeling like, what the fuck is happening in my life right now? Yeah. And we consider that for a moment and we go, oh, okay. Immediately, creativity comes into play. Immediately, we start to kind of subconsciously or maybe consciously, we're going, okay, well then, what might this be for? This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte, identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Another day, another podcast, and this one is going to be good, like <laughs> all the rest. <laughs> but um, we're going to talk about seasons and cycles, the law of cycles, the law of seasons, you might call it that. Yeah, you could also call it potentially the law of changes. Um, yeah. yeah. But cycles and seasons just has a nicer ring to it. Yeah. As opposed to ch ch changes. <laughs> oh, is that copyright? Are we in violation? No, I think we're okay. Yeah. It's only right. one word. Yeah, you only stuttered one word, really. Yeah. That's all that happened. Um, so, okay, let's get into this. Um, uh, cycles, seasons, how does this relate to way of the artist? What is this? Well, here's the thing that I think I'll start off a concept, and maybe we can maybe play with this, um, I don't know, see if it works, see if it pairs in. I think, um, you know... It's springtime. So everything's about to blossom. Everything's about to grow. It's the start. It's the beginning of something. We think of spring, right? Mm -hmm. Then summer comes. It's this wonderful time, warm, flourishing. Just kind summer, of bask in the heat. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, really kind of go through that period. And then after the end of summer, you know, sometimes it even gets a little bit too much sun, a little bit mm -hmm. dry, right? And so then we kind of are grateful for fall. Because we get a little of that rain, you know, depending on where you live, we maybe get a little bit of a cooler temperature, yeah. a little release, a little relaxation. And then winter comes. And winter is this kind of cold thing. We lose daylight, whatever, depending on where you live, of course. But I'm just giving you this analogy. And I think what happens is, is when we start in the spring, we have this assumption that it will always be spring. And then it'll always be summer. But everything must come to an end and then begin again. And after mm -hmm. winter comes the next spring. And so in many ways in our lives, we go through these seasons in, in, in a, in a certain kind of way, we might not call them spring, summer, fall, and winter, Yeah. but we go through periods of times where I'm beginning something. I'm in the middle of doing it. I love doing it. Yeah. Okay. It's getting a little challenging now. I'm, I'm dealing with real world confrontations with this thing now oh my God, nothing is working. What do I do? And in that time when nothing is working, a lot of people want to quit, run away. You know, that's why they have the whole, yeah. the whole thing. Uh, snowbirds, for example, they just travel away. Yeah. Not to say that's the wrong response all the time, but the winter can be a time of hunkering in, a time of growth, a time of self-connection. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get into all this. We're going to see how this relates to your way as an artist and all of our ways. Um, it's, it's a master law. It's a yeah. foundational part of the journey. So let's get into it. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a big one. I want to say too, that, um, to, just to touch on to your analogy there too, of 
of the seasons. Like, you know, when we think of spring and summer, like, oh, it's never going to, like, we think it's never going to end. Sometimes you feel the same way in winter. It's like, this is never going to end. Yeah. But it inevitably does. Um, so, this, yeah. You know, it always reminds me of that saying, this too shall pass. Yeah. Which is something I've had, you know, I've been an artist for, I mean, I've been living an artist's life, but I've been an artist my whole life, really. Mm-hmm. And we all, we all are. It's just, do we recognize it or not? But in my actual artistry of life, um, you know, uh, what was I going to say there? Oh, I had pulled an Evan. Nice. <laughs> Love it. Um, you know, I've gone through many, many winters and gone through them and come out the other side to a new spring, a new beginning. And in those winters, in those challenging, hard, cold, maybe times, um, telling myself, reminding myself, this too shall pass is part of what got me through those because it does sometimes feel like this is how it's going to be now and it's never going to end and I'm broken and nothing works and I screwed up because I went down this path and who was I thinking? That's going to pass. But yeah. as artists in life, we get there. Yeah. And, and that's kind of like, might as well, that's, there's a spoiler alert for you there. It, it, it's not true. In those moments of being like, this that is never going to end. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be like this forever. Yeah. This is how it is. Uh, no, no, that's just not true. It's, that's, that's not, that's not possible. Um, and you don't really dictate that, (laughs) which is kind of, in some ways that should come as a bit of a relief, right? You know, you don't dictate that. Yeah. You don't dictate these seasons and these cycles and these changes, right? These, these are things that are happening. These are a part of a process, which you are also part of that process. You know, there's, they're, they're inexorably linked together. And, and so I think that a big part of this law, as, as with many of our laws that we've talked about, this is really, you know, about how can we embrace these things that happen? You know, mm-hmm. how can, by, by allowing these things, by creating room for this stuff, right? we can reduce the amount of, um, we can reduce a lot of unnecessary struggle, you know, in creating our lives, right? Which is what kind of way of the artist is, is all about. It's about creating lives and, and creating the kinds of, uh, creating beautiful lives mm-hmm. in, to a large degree and, and being, uh, and then within that being creative people and, and moving through life in a certain kind of way. And so seasons and cycles is, has a lot of when we accept it into our lives, when we, when we embrace it, um, there are, it, it removes a lot of unnecessary difficulty, which we place on ourselves. Um, because so, well, let's talk about that. Yeah. I think let's it, unpack that. <laughs> I think that's a great point. And I know you're about to get into a bunch of other wonderful stuff and we'll get back to that, but let's talk about this. Why is it such a challenge when you don't accept and I personally think it's because I'm fighting myself. You know, it's like when you don't accept something, it's like, it's like, oh, it's cold outside. And it's like, yeah, it's cold outside. That's how it is right now. Like trying to make that wrong, make that bad. It's just, it is mm-hmm. what it is. I mean, also it's like, oh man, like uh, my girlfriend or boyfriend just broke up with me and I'm single again. Yeah, you are. That's what is right now. And you yes. need to accept that so you can actually start to move. But like fighting and being like, it should be this way. 
if my life isn't complete without this, or if things aren't conditioned this way, or the conditions aren't that way, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's a big part of resistance and lack of acceptance. Yeah, is and like, what yeah. you bring up too is this thing that that again, seasons and cycles, uh, kind of throws at us um, and forces us to evolve is is within our judgments, right? You know, you're looking at that, um, you know, that, that breakup, like, oh God, like they broke up. There's a judgment that that's bad. Or, you know, it's winter, it's, it's cold and it's raining. That's bad. And there's, that's, it's not bad. Mm -hmm. Like, like what makes it bad is, is our, again, our relationship to, to what we, and to a large degree, we have told ourselves, or we've been told in many cases, what our relationship is supposed to be with that thing. Yeah. But they're all of the seasons and cycles are all linked to each other. And I mean, we're talking a lot about, you know, you're going to hear probably us use literal seasons and cycles of like a year, but it's a metaphor. There's not necessarily only four cycles you'll ever go through in your life or four seasons. Like there, there are many different um, cycles that we'll go through. It's just kind of a good, metaphor to show how these things are a part of a process and how these things inevitably kind of come back in on themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and they just reemerge in, in a new kind of way. Yeah. Right. So there's, uh, so like even in something when, especially here in Vancouver, you know, in the winter time, people are like, it's gray and it's wet and it is. And there are times when it is very challenging, but it's part of that, that gray and that wet weather that, that makes us the place that we are here. It's part of the beauty of what's here. Without that, we don't have the immense forests that we have. We don't have all of the incredible life and green that's, that's always around us, Mm -hmm. you know, because right now it's summertime and summertime here is always very hot and very dry. And it's been that way for a while now. And now we've got raging forest fires right now. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's, that's not like, so there, it can't be hot all the time. We can't yeah. just be well, sitting in the sun and the heat have the all trees the time. And the nature and the lush foliage that we have. Yes. If it's hot all the time, it just won't work. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that the thing, the really important takeaway from this is that there is a nature that naturally is responding to the conditions of the season and the environment. So Mm -hmm. like you are always responding to your conditions, to your nature, you will naturally evolve and figure out how to work in whatever environment you're in. The question is, are you fighting that environment or are you embracing that environment? Mm -hmm. And I think like a lot of this talk, but not all of it, but a lot of it is about First of all, the law of seasons or cycles is just embrace the cycle you're in. Embrace the yes. season you're in. That's your first job. Like, what was your question you had? It was something about, like, what is the um, season you're in and what is your mm. resistance to it? Yeah. Because that's the, that's the one best way, I think, first off, how to use this law to your advantage. Because if you're resisting the season you're in or you don't even know the season you're in, you're in trouble, right? And you might not understand why things are not working for you the way you want. Mm-hmm. And so like, 
yeah, let's go into that a little okay. bit because let, so how how does that because we've been talking on kind of like a on on a more like global kind of metaphorical level. Sure. So like let, how might that be for an actual for you in your life for the seasons and cycles you're in. So we asked the question, what season do you feel you are in now? So what that might look like is, you know what? I'm in a season right now of of great introspection. I, I, I'm in a season right now where, you know what, like now is not the time to take action because whenever I'm, I try to take action on something right now, it's just, it's an uphill battle the entire way. It's a struggle. It's painful. It's like, it doesn't seem to matter how, how I, I take it on. Yeah. It's just not happening. Or as an artist, maybe, um, to, to draw that parallel to it, maybe the, the inspiration isn't there. The muse isn't there for you. You're, you're trying to create something new and you're just like the well is empty. Hmm. And so the, the fighting the season is trying to just force, force something to crack open. It's trying to force the nut open before it's, it's ready. Yeah, it's not it's ripe not yet. Ripe, yeah. And the season is maybe asking you, it's like, take a step back, go and refill the well, go and experience something, go and what's something else. Maybe, maybe there's, you have, you've had an idea that's been in the back of your head of, of going and doing something, taking a trip, um, going and visiting an old friend, or I don't know what it could be, but a party says that's saying, Oh, maybe think about doing something like this. And that's maybe the thing that, that you're supposed to be doing is going into that introspective place and going in and, and questioning things. Because I know that for myself, that can be, uh, that can be a challenge. You know, it's like, instead of putting out something in, in my school or my business or something like that, and nothing, there's just something isn't quite, quite right about taking action on something right at that moment. And, it's because there's something that something else that needs to happen. There's another process that needs to happen for myself and I need to go and I need to look at, at maybe my beliefs, my values, something that isn't quite lining up for me. There's, there's uh, something that's just not quite in rhythm, in harmony. And I've got to go and take a look at that thing. You know, you're speaking what you just said, I mean, is so much about the season that I'm currently in and, and have been in for a little bit. And it's been very difficult for me because of my resistance to being in an introspection season of self, mm-hmm. right? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm the kind of guy and my, I've carved out an identity in the world of being action taker, express yourself, go for it, fucking do it, man. You know, that's yeah. like me. Right. But the thing is, is like right now that, attitude, that model, that, that way of going about life is just not working. And I've been fighting it and trying and I'm like, man, like, is it me? Do I have the problem? And it is only really recently where I've started to come to grips with the fact that like, oh, you know, you're in a time right now where you're planting new seeds. You're in a, you're in a, you're growing what's underground, what's not seen by everyone or even by yourself yet. And, um, you know, really this week, it's all kind of come to light. It's, it's, um, where I started to realize, man, I'm really just planting some really deep roots in what I'm trying to do right Mm -hmm. now. And that doesn't look like action in the outward world 
which is hard for me because my programming, my growing up, my model was you always got to be taking action and doing something. And if you're not doing something, you're probably wasting your time. But that makes, that means that for me, introspection is a waste of time. Now I look back at the people who taught me that and I go, well, maybe they didn't know what they were talking about Mm -hmm. because like, you know, they didn't introspect and then they ran into problems. I'm running the same cycle by basically by me not allowing myself to introspect. I'm running to the same problems my dad did, same problems my brother, same problems my other friends did, people in my life, you know, because someone needs to go, hey, look, it's not a time for action. Right now is a time for self-love, self-care, mm-hmm. self-awareness. Well, like to like bring this, uh, you know, kind of this analogy we've been using to something else, you know, you look at at farmers, Right. Like the far- farmers are, um, they are people who, who work so closely with seasons and cycles, you know, and the farmer cannot harvest their crop in the winter. There's no crop to harvest yeah. and they can't force it to happen. You can't like, it does it doesn't matter if you go and, and, and plant and water, <laughs> nothing's coming out of that ground. Yeah. Nothing is got, it doesn't matter what you do. Nothing is coming under that ground. So all that you can really do is through each season, accept what is there. What are the things that you can do during that season? What, what are the things that, that are, are open to you? In fact, the things that, um, the season is almost asking you to do at this time. So in one season, it's like, okay, now is the time when I sow the crops. Yes. Right. But I can't, again, you can't make it just sprout right away. You know, you just have to nurture whatever part you're at, whatever the present thing is that needs to happen. That's all you can do. Yeah. And then through those actions, eventually something will, will, the crop will, will come to be. And then you harvest the crop at that time. But all of those seasons, all of those cycles are required. They're all, none of them are any more or less important than the other. Right. And I think this is, um, uh, th- this is a problem that we have in our lives is because we are very much conditioned to no harvest all the time. Yes. It's supposed to be harvest all the time. And, and it's just like, if you're not harvesting, something's wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. Yeah. And it's like, no, there's nothing wrong with you. Now is not the right time. This is not the time for that. Yeah. And everybody's cycle and in, in season is, is different. You know, it, it's, it's your own rhythm. It's yes. your own. And it requires us to pay attention to our lives, to pay attention to the things that are going on. You know, our emotions are really, and our intuitions are really terrific gauges of what season we are personally in. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, it's, it's such a challenge, I think, with um, Western culture, which mm-hmm. is that it's so much about reaping the rewards and, you know, harvesting the crops, so to speak, whatever it might be. And you see on the Facebook, Twitter generation, everybody always talks about how everything's working out. 
Mm-hmm. Everybody always talks about how things are going, how they just book the role, um, you know, or whatever, how their career's taken off. Yeah. Were you hearing about them when they're like, yeah, I'm in class working really hard on my scene study. I'm, I'm doing audition practices, you know, and I, I'm doing this, like the, the grind, the work that it took to get to the point where you got to reap the rewards. That was all planting the seeds. Mm-hmm. I'm just using an, an acting analogy. Yeah. I mean, we can take this anywhere, music, right? We are p- practicing your scales and your chords and learning and playing around with your friends, strumming alone in your bedroom or wherever, mm-hmm. right? People, sometimes we forget about the fact that things are built on the planting of many great solid roots mm-hmm. that that allow whatever you want to be able to exist. And if you don't plant the seeds, if you don't nurture, I love how you use that word, nurture the roots of what you're trying to do, you will never harvest anything. And you'll wonder why, and you'll think it's your problem that you're not harvesting. And it's like, you're, it's not, you're not harvesting because you're not, in, in your planting season, in your in your season of like building those roots and nurturing those roots, you're not doing the work. And so you're not getting the rewards. It's not you. It's you're not embracing the season, which is the planting season, the Mm -hmm. nurturing season. When you start getting the expression and the rewards and the out there and the visible, that will be built on strong roots, Mm -hmm. weak roots. Watch that really like um, the stuff that maybe you get, watch it get washed away by the first storm that comes across yeah. because that's another part of roots. Roots keep the tree in the ground. They keep the plant in the ground. If you don't have strong roots, the wind and the storms, they just blow that thing right away. And they say that the root system is as big as whatever you see up top. Yes. Sometimes bigger. And sometimes bigger. Yeah. Yeah. There are, there are like entire forests that are actually all come from the same from the same, like one single tree. Yes. And their roots are connected. Yeah. This is another thing about seasons. When you're building roots, you might be building connections that are very, very important for when you become the big tree. I heard yeah. this saying, maybe you told it to me. I, I don't remember because I'd taken so much data all the time. <laughs> I, uh, but um, every uh, acorn has a uh, has a tree in mind. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is so true. I mean, when you're in the acorn stage, when you're in the, you know, um, you know what you want to become, you know, you're going to become this massive tree, this massive star, whatever it is you want to do. But right now you're building the things that are necessary underground. And those might be the connections Mm -hmm. that you need to hold up this massive tree because it looks like that tree stands alone, but very rarely does it. And even if it's not connected to another tree, it's often connected to something in its ground that makes it able to stand on its own. Mm -hmm. And so this is a part of seasons. It's an amazing thing. And I mean, and even you can go beyond this and, and this isn't even that woo woo. This is actually scientifically, you know, an examined thing, which is that, that, that tree, that acorn has, has the entire history of everything in it. You know, like that every, every tree that came before it is imprinted on that one, one mm-hmm. acorn. So there's, there's, and so what I, where I want to actually draw the, the bridge there, okay. <laughs> let's see if I can do this one. Sure. So I think this is where trust comes into seasons and cycles, you know, um, that helps us to, to move through them without resistance, which is that we don't always understand the full scope and breadth of, of our experiences and, and 
our current situation and what everything that we're going through is for, Mm. right? There is, um, and we kind of talked a little bit about this before we started, but there is kind of this thing about um, cycles and seasons that's almost very mythological to the whole thing. You know, there are these phases, there are these um, themes, even if you will, you know, a, a cycle or, or a season is, is kind of like a theme of our life, you know, it, that, we, that we move through these different things to grow, to learn, to become something more than we were before. And this is how it's tied to, you know, our law, the law of story, right? And when we bring these things together, we can start to look at where we are, the cycle that we are in, the season that we are in, and, and see that from a greater perspective, you know, can you, this can is, you pair this back? Cause I, I like, I just for a second, because I, I might, maybe people are losing you cause I'm losing you a little bit. Yeah. How, how does this relate to trust? How does, Oh yeah. So for, for the way this comes back into trust is to say, okay, I, I don't necessarily fully understand. Right. All right. I don't fully understand what this is that's happening, why this is that it's happening, but it's happening because that's, that's the, the way of, of cycles. That's the way of seasons. We, we don't necessarily have control over these things, right? So you like, don't know what it is, but you know what it's not often. Yes. And so the trust is, I don't know what this is, but it's going to be okay. It's natural. Yes. This is part of, you know, this is part of a process. This is, and this process is a good thing. Yes. You know, that's where the trust element comes in and we say, okay, so I'm in this thing. It's a good thing. So maybe now I can drop some of my judgments about what this is, which is this disconnect that we have within ourselves of what is and what we think should be right? Such a, yeah, such a big part of this law. Such a big part of this law, because that what should be gets in the way of us seeing what is. It gets in the way of us um, really embracing what is happening and what is that going, because what is happening now is the most important thing that there is. If and you this can, is where the law of presence comes in. Yes. Because, because like, you know, trust, you need the trust so that you can be present. Because mm-hmm. like the, the should, if you don't trust it, you're, yeah, yeah, you're all How over the place. Should be is not being in the moment. It's, it's a judgment, as you said earlier. And it's, um, it's a, it's a, it's, you're getting lost, right? It's like, uh, it should be summer, but it's winter or it should be summer, but it's spring. It's whatever. They're different. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they, sometimes these, these things, they can look similar. And here's the other thing too, is I think what you're, what you're kind of bringing up here is if you're brand new to artistry, like in anything, like it doesn't really matter. Maybe you're an architect, maybe you're a painter, maybe you're an actor, a musician, maybe you're entrepreneur. Yeah. Maybe you're a scientist, maybe, Mm -hmm. but there's a, there's a season of beginning, no matter what, there's a part of the cycle, which is beginning. And then there will be a part of the cycle, which is completion. Yes. And when completion occurs, you may begin the next part of beginning. But by the way, between beginning and completion, there may be several other seasons in the middle that you go through. And a seasoned pro at anything, like whether they be scientists or artists or whatever they are, business person, they start to get the ebb and the flow of, okay, well, I'm just starting this new endeavor. So I've done this many times and I can expect that I'll have to go through these phases until completion. And then when completion's there, I'll be on the beginning stage again all over again. Mm -hmm. But I think what people do is they kind of have this idea of like, 
I'm going to win my Oscar or whatever. And it's going to be good because I'm going to be in completion forever. It's like, no, you're going to win that Oscar. And then what's your next movie? What's your next thing? Are you going to do that gig as a musician? What's your next thing? You're going to do that experiment as a scientist. What's your next experiment? And if you keep making it like, well, it never ends. Well, yeah, that's not what this is about. It's not about it ending. And it's not even about it beginning. It's about the process of you being in the moment in this existence of your life. Mm -hmm. And the seasons are you just being able to respond with acceptance to each thing that happens along your journey yes it's fun man yeah no it's <laughs> and, and, it, and it is because it is it's a never ending process you know like and this is there's that link to listen to our law of process these the they're so connected to each other you know the seasons and cycles are part of a process and as we discussed in that one you are part of a process. You are always in process and you are always in the middle of some cycle or another, right? So it's with, and that's this thing of like, you know, it's almost this, this very old concept of, of birth, death and rebirth, you know, like we see that within our own, again, the seasons, right? The nature is continually going through that cycle of birth, death, rebirth, birth, death, rebirth. And it continues on and on and on and on. Yeah. And you know, we're, we're yeah. a part of that. We're a part of that. And not, not just in a literal sense here. I'm not speaking in a literal sense. I'm talking about in, again, the, the seasons, cycles, the themes of our, of our lives. There is this constant process that's going on with when one door closes, another one opens, you know, like there's, we have all these things that refer to cycles. Yes. Um, you know, there's a, there's, I remember when I was younger, right? Like I started uh, soccer pretty late mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I was playing for, uh, basically what ended up happening was I went, I'll just tell the story so that people can understand what was going on. I basically showed up to a friend's game, my, my best friend, we were there and his, he had a soccer game. So they just invited me to come watch the game. And so sure I did. And when I got there, they didn't have uh, enough players on the other team. So I ended up playing for the other team and I ended up, I guess, scoring like a hat trick or something, which was crazy because I didn't even really know what I was doing. But I guess, you know, that's probably where the law of play comes in. Cause mm-hmm. just like, well, I don't give a crap. So let's just see what happens. And then yeah. you do really well cause you're not taking things too seriously. But anyway, um, his team was like, his coach was like, Hey, like, do you want to join our team? And they were like the top team in the league undefeated. Um, and so, uh, they joined this team and then at, they trained me so well because this coach was amazing. Like mm-hmm. this Italian guy just ran great practices. So I got premium coaching. The next year I played for, um, a team that was like another top, top tier team. And, um, what ended up happening, they were even better. And basically the way that happened was I'm just telling the story so I can give context. My mom just saw tryouts were happening and she's like, here, I'll send you to this, not knowing that I'd be going for this amazing team. And I didn't know they were amazing. I knew nothing. Yeah. So what ends up happening is this is my law of beginning. I started off playing for a great team. I get really well trained. I don't know any better. And I end up on this other really great team. But after, uh, you know, several games of playing with this new team, they start to realize like, I'm not that good. (laughs) 
because <laughs> I'm not like I'm just a kid that like runs hard and you know has a lot of passion but I don't know what I'm doing yeah and so they're like oh man like you know so I'm riding the bench right because it's a top tier team you don't just get to play and mm-hmm. so but the training is amazing and um, I'm getting better and better. I'm definitely the most improving player of all people because I'm just, I have to reach a new level of standard. And I remember my dad and my mom and whatever, we were in the kitchen one day and my dad was talking about, you know, saying something about performance and whatever and showing up and all this. And I said, yeah, you know, with soccer, but I'm new. And he goes, yeah, you're not going to be new forever. And in a way I was kind of like, yeah, I won't be new forever, but I'm new right now. So I'm not going to give myself a hard time about riding the bench. I'm new. I'm going to get good. Guess what? Two years later, I was the captain of my soccer team. Not the same team, but the next team I got, I was the captain. I was a free kick taker. So there is a kind of an acceptance. I was a bench rider, man. Like I watched so much of so many of her games from the bench. It was like, it's a weird feeling because you like really feel like, like I came home crying some days because I'm like, God, they won't play me. Yeah. You know? Um, but then I got to the point where I was the captain. I was the main guy on the team. This is the thing about seasons is that when I was on that really hard team, they were planting seeds. They were creating roots for me that allowed me to be captain material. Yes. But I had to ride the bench to be that guy. Right. And that's what people don't always want to do. You got to, in quotes, eat shit. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you can, you you can, you could sit there and just be like, this sucks and blah, 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 and get, and get really, uh, upset about it which i did you know which you did no for sure but, <laughs> but I, I stayed in there <laughs> but you know it's like you you didn't know you weren't aware of the law at this time. yeah i wasn't no i wasn't <laughs> but it was like this you know so in retrospect we can kind of look at it through this lens yes right which is that it's like that wasn't the season for you to step out and and be the performer it was that was a time of learning that was a time of growth that was a time of of seeing people who were at another level than you, right? And and that opened up an entirely new opportunity that wouldn't have been there otherwise, right? Right. And and not only that, but even through the while you're riding the bench, you know, there's a degree to which the sort of emotional duress that you're under, you know, like of of being like, oh God, like I'm still on the bench. There's a degree to which through that you're learning what something means to you. Yes. You're learning what this thing means to you. And is it, is this something worth continuing to pursue? Is this something that you care about enough? You know, this is where this law, because again, I, I find that with every single law that we talk about, there's wisdom in it, but within that wisdom, there's a challenge. All of these, these laws challenge us in some way. Mm. Right. And what, what did we talk about this? So the, I'm going to just read this out here. Yeah, we, read we, it we out. have a, we have a little, little sheet of stuff that we were, we jot down notes to make sure we stand. The, uh, the law of seasons and cycles challenges us to trust where we are with the vision. It is for our highest good to look at our lives and our present with creativity and play. Okay, that's awesome. And I want to break this down because the first time I heard it, I couldn't even take in all the information, especially knowing as much as I do about all the other laws. So let's read this, go sentence by sentence. The law of seasons and cycles challenges us to trust where we are. 
Okay, so that's the the first thing. That's the presence. That's the trust. That's that in you. You said about trust and presence were related. They are. I mean, that's it. It's this is like I'm in this season. I'm in this place. This is what I need to do right now. And I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Exactly. That's the most important part. You are and I am exactly where we're supposed to be right now. And if we ever make that wrong, we begin to make life way harder on ourselves than necessary. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're hearing this and and there's already a part of you that's like lashing out against that. It's like, what do you mean I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be? This shit's happening. This shit's happening. This shit's happening. (laughs) You know, and it's like, and it's like, yeah, this is part of the challenge is what like it's and really the way I've heard this presented some is well just consider it for a moment. What if you were exactly where you were supposed to be? Right. Just try that on for a moment. What if you were exactly where you were supposed to be? What how would that change things? How would that change your perspective on all of your circumstances right how now? How would it change your ability to respond? How would it change your ability to respond? Because I won't tell you how it's supposed, because I can tell you how it's going to do that, but I'm telling you that it will change how you respond. I think most of our challenges, most of my challenges, is my refusal to respond appropriately to the moment I'm in. That's where most of my challenges come from. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, uh, there's this guy, uh, Kyle Cease. I think he's a pretty good, uh, you know, motivational, um, just philosophical teacher, um, but he has this one thing where he's very much about being in the moment and talking about what's going on. And, um, he says, you know, like say you, you, you're steering an elevator, um, and you see somebody you like, and you want to talk to him. And most people are trying to think of something to say. And they're like, I don't know what to say to this person. The best thing you can say is, I don't know what to say. So, you know, I'm trying to think of something to say to you. I don't even know what to say to you right now. Yeah. But I want to talk to you. And that person's going to be like, wow, a genuine comment like that's real, that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you're looking at me. I get that sense. Or you just got my attention and we're opening it up with that. And the person gets a chance to respond. Otherwise, what's the alternative? Yeah, it's crazy hot out today, huh? Or it's rained a lot or like, you know, come here often. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what do you? Or you don't say anything at all. And exactly. then, you know, then, yeah. They're so gone. like, yeah, trust and presence is, is about honoring where you're at, how you're feeling, what's actually going on right now and gives you a better ability to respond. Yeah. Instead of resisting it, accepting it, yes. you know, and this is something I teach actors all the time. And, and it's been a principle that's helped me in my own acting. You know, there's, um, I'll, I'll try and run through this quick, you know, for actors, there's this thing that's called, uh, you know, the moment before you know, is the kind of the token piece of it, which is basically like, well, where are you coming from? You know, so before you step out on the stage, you know, like as people, we're, we're always in the middle of something. We never come from just emptiness and nothing. Yes. You know, we're always coming from somewhere, from an interaction, from a situation. And that, that, colors us that that adds shades and hues of emotion and whatever to us so you know as actors you try and you know come up with okay so what's in kind of a a place that makes sense for what's happening in the story of where i'd be coming from you know based on my understanding and being in situations where i had something in mind of the kind of place I was supposed to be in, you know, and, and the emotion I was supposed to have walking in and been back there and just being like, shit, it is just not happening for me right now. Like this, 
this thing that I had in my head is like, it's kind of there, but not really. I'm just, and I have to step out. Like there's no, eventually you have to just step out and go. And instead of, of, and I, and I remember in this one particular instance of just being like frustrated, trying to work myself up into this emotion before stepping out. And I just like, it, it wasn't happening. And I was fighting it and fighting it and fighting it. And the more I fought it, the, like the, the further and further away <laughs> I was getting from this, this idea I had. Mm. And then it just said, well, go on with what you have right now. You know, what's wrong with what you have going on right now? Because there's something very rich and alive happening in you right now. It's just not the thing you, you, you were thinking. Yeah. So don't resist it. So don't resist it and go with it. And I right? think it's like, it's like acceptance of like, okay, well this ain't happening. This is, but the other thing is like the next stage of acceptance is embracing it. Yeah. Because and, you know, you talk about the person that's like, what do you mean? All this shit's going on. How is this supposed to be right? Well, first of all, how would your life change if you accepted your life where it's at right now? And you were like, okay, this is okay. I'm, I'm okay. Everything is, I am where I need to yeah, be. This but, is okay. You know, like right. there's nothing what wrong could with happen, this. Right. For you. But what would happen? Here's the next step is if you embraced it, like you didn't just accept it, but you said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Because that's where I turned my life around many times in many scenarios. Um, for example, when I was uh, in school, I was bullied a lot. Uh, my parents had just split up. Um, I like, we lost our house. I lost a lot of like friends and connections because of that. Um, it was a weird time in my life, but I was always kind of this shy in, in my shell kind of kid. And I went away one summer And, um, I just kind of like, I guess I just kind of had nothing really to lose. And I was kind of like, well, you know, I'm living in a trailer park with my dad. Um, we just lost uh, like millions of dollars. My parents are split up. I don't really have the same, a lot of the same friends I have anymore. And, you know, like kids, a lot of kids at school don't seem to like me anyway, just because of whatever. And, you know, it's like, fuck it. I'm just going to be me. I'm going to do my thing. And that summer I just started to become like super outward, super expressive. And, and, you know, I was making jokes. I gave, like, I was the guy that gave everybody nicknames and everybody took those nicknames. (laughs) And then I just kind of became, I went from being this super shy, bullied kid to being this kind of guy who was the center of attention, the leader of the pack in a way. This charismatic figure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the way it happened was I literally just, I didn't just accept that. I'm like, well, life ain't the way it was it's this way now. And then I embraced it and great things came out Mm -hmm. and I didn't know that was going to happen. But that's when I started my filmmaking career that same year, that same summer. That's when I totally like just had a chance to like, look, I'm a filmmaker now. I'm I'm a paid screenwriter because Mm -hmm. of that moment. And like in many ways that embracing it was what allowed me to go down that path. Mm -hmm. So like whatever you are in right now, like, look, if you're in the shit right now, I don't know what your situation is, but like I was a 14 year old kid, 14 to 16. My parents were millionaires, lost everything, split up. I was bullied at school. I was the worst kid on my soccer team. Um, you know, I like, I was just super sad and hurt and all the time. And I was going down the path of like whatever. And then like, there is a lot of fight there. There's a lot of like, man, like life's just fucking terrible right now. But 
Eventually, if you get to acceptance and then embrace, you might find that that was the perfect conditions for you to discover who you really could be. Yes. If that never happened in my life, I really wonder how that summer might have gone otherwise or how my life might have gone. Because mm-hmm. because things got so dire and so weird and so um, dramatically OC or some like, you know, show, right? Like, it's just like, not like whatever, you know, like the TV yeah. show. Um, <laughs> I know what you mean. Maybe, maybe younger audiences yeah. don't, but it's a TV show about like teen drama mm-hmm. anyway. <laughs> but if I never had my life like that, it never would have given me the conditions to do it. And so I think that's the trust, the presence, the not just acceptance, but embracing it and kind of going with it. Yes. Next sentence. Yeah. Next sentence. So, okay. So um, we just said, we just talked about the law of seasons and cycles changes us Challenges us. Challenges us and changes us, but challenges us to trust where we are. And now it's the next part is with the vision, it's for our highest good. Yeah. So we've, we've already kind of touched a little bit about that and what we were saying, but yeah, with the, this, this thing like, okay, you are this idea that you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Right. And this is, this is all for your highest good, even though you might not totally understand it. And that's the vision. The vision is like, I don't know where I'm going to end up, but I know it'll be good. Yes. Yeah. So the vision is like, okay, like this, like, again, like this too shall pass, Yeah. you know, whatever this is, and this is for my highest good. So, so then I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. So what's happening right now? Right. So it gives us the vision gives us kind of a, a faculty. It gives us a perspective on our place so we can especially remove ourselves from whatever sort of judgments and, you know, um, struggle and conflict, especially unnecessary struggle and conflict as we're talking about from whatever the season is that we're in, mm-hmm. you know, and because that's, that's huge with this law is removing that sense of judgment and conflict from the season, you know, because all of our ideas on, on, on what should be happening or what is good and what is bad. These are, these are all limited ideas. We are, we are limited by the experiences that we've had. We are limited by, um, yeah, really the experiences we've had and our judgments about, okay, this is, this is pleasurable. This is not pleasurable, whatever. And so, Oftentimes we're not even looking at what's possible, what's possible. And we can only really see what's possible by looking at what is right. So we first have to see what is the actual thing right now. But what, when we bring in all of our baggage of, okay, it's like, it's like, oh, this is, this is shit where I am right now. This is, this is bad. This shouldn't be like this. You, you've completely shut down. You know, you, you're not seeing the present and then you're, as a result, you're not seeing the possibility as opposed to what, again, this vision is challenging us to do with the, in conjunction with these seasons and cycles say, Hey, see that this might be exactly what you need right now. See that, that this feeling that you have is guiding you, you know, that there you're, you, you have guidance and, and you don't need to fight this. And that there's nothing wrong with what's happening. And it, it is something that I know I have a hard time with at, at moments. Sometimes not. Sometimes I'm just like, I, I do have the faculties about me to to look at something that's going on where, where I'm, I'm 
I'm feeling uh, perhaps anxious or nervous or or really afraid about something. And I go, okay, well, hang on a second. So let's take a look at, at what this is all about. Right. Let's take a look at like, what, what am I actually afraid of right now? What is, and, and starting to look into it. And, and sometimes it doesn't even take long. Sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes I'm processing something for, for a bit of time, weeks, months. You know, I think that we probably run multitudes of seasons and cycles at any given moment right? You know, we kind of got a couple of different things that we're chewing on, Yes. you know, internally. And sometimes it's like, oh, okay, I've noticed this thing. And within half an hour, I can be like, oh, I get it. Right. <laughs> and I move out of that one right. within moments and other ones take a bit more time. Um, you allow it to pass. You allow it to pass. I mean, an acceptance kind of allows things to pass quicker because the other thing too is like when you resist things get drawn out for a very long time because they're, here's the thing. They're going to pass. <laughs> they're either going to pass easy or it's going to pass hard. If you resist, you just make it hard on yourself. So in a lot of ways, resistance to the seasons, to the moment, to the, you know, whatever's going on is what makes this thing as difficult or as challenging as it is. I think with vision, you, you don't look at, um, acceptance or, um, like, almost surrender, you know, and yeah. I know some people don't like that word, but like, I love that word. Surrender <laughs> is a part of power. Yes. But people, we weren't taught that we were taught surrender was giving up. Surrender was losing. No, surrender sometimes is surrendering to the moment. It's surrendering to the situation and going, okay, well, I'm not in control of this. I'm not going to change this. Look, when I was 14, I couldn't change the fact that my parents were bad with their money. Reality. Yeah. I can't change the fact that they couldn't figure out how to work it out together and stick together. Um, you know, I couldn't decide, you know, I didn't have the power necessarily to control what places they chose to live in or what we chose to do. But what I could do is go, okay, this is what is happening. Yeah. Well, and the sooner I embrace that, the sooner I accept that, then I can work with it. Well, because the surrender component of it, because I actually teach my students a surrender exercise okay. to, to do before they, they, they perform in any, in any situation. Uh, and the idea is that the surrender actually gives us freedom that yeah. we, we become free to fully respond. And that's the thing that people don't actually, I think, realize with it. You know, it's like there's, we always want to try and keep a, a tight control on things and we, and we want to make things happen in a certain way. But within that, there's a lot of tension that, that we create in, in trying to do that. So the surrender practice is actually paradoxically gives us a greater element of control. Because surrender allows us to fully and freely respond to what is actually happening. Because otherwise, we're wasting time and energy yeah. resisting what is happening. Trying to control what you don't control. Exactly. Like if you want to deal with somebody who say is like a real like bossy person, right? Really controlling, really orderly. Here's the thing: if they want to have control, let them feel like they're in control. Then you're in control. That's surrender. Surrender is going okay. You, okay, go ahead. Lay it out. What do you want? What do you want to do? What's your idea? Blah, blah, blah. Let them have it. 
because mm-hmm. that's what they're obviously fighting for. And if they have more power than you, aka they're a parent, a teacher, an authority figure, let them experience their faux power, which is faux control. Because really, they don't control you. But here's the thing: if you're if you are willing to surrender, you have a massive amount of power because now you give people the illusion they're in control. And that's actually one of the best negotiating tactics and mm-hmm. one of the best ways for you to actually get control. Well, because ironically, because you might learn something yes. about them, you know, in this kind of circumstance, this is a potential way this, this plays out. And it's like, okay, well, hang on a second, because you have, you know, there's a multitude of responses you can have, but if someone is trying to can be controlling and control you and you go, okay, this is what they're doing. I'm going to surrender to this for a moment, right? Or you have the choice. It's like, or I'm just going to fight right back. Sure. Like, I'm just going to, that's another option. But the surrender approach opens us up. Not, not in a way that just like opens us up to getting hurt, but from a place it opens us up in a very powerful way to hear completely mm-hmm. what is being said and what they are doing and who they are being. You know, and from that place we can go, just like, Oh, I see what's happening with them. Right. And now you might be able to shed some light for them to help them. Now you might be able to find some kind of new solution. You might find, or, or maybe you discover it's like, okay, you know what? There isn't going to be a solution here and I'm going to part ways at this point in time or who knows? Like there's, but we can learn more very often Mm -hmm. through that kind of, approach. Yeah. And I think like, you know, there's a time and a place for everything. Sometimes there's a time and a place to fight, you know, for what's right to make a stand for yourself and do all that. But you know, that's not, that doesn't need to be your only tool. Your only option is to fight back. I'll share a story because I think it relates to this. I had a friend who, um, you know, I guess he, he was really into this girl and apparently everybody knew I didn't, he never talked about it with me. Um, and I started dating her and then he got really upset and, uh, he's like, why did you date her? You know, like, I, like, and I'm like, I didn't know that he liked her, but he, you know, we had a talk and he was super angry at me. Mm-hmm. And instead of me going like, I didn't know, like you weren't into her, like, dude, blah, blah, blah. I was just like, when he was like, he's like, why the fuck do you do this? Blah, blah, blah. Like I'm your friend. And I was just like, and I just said like, yeah, man. Like, yeah. Like you seem really angry about it. Like what's going on? And he's like, well, I just feel like, you know, you're getting this and you're doing that and you just do whatever you want. And I'm like, and I'm like, and, and, and it's like, I just feel like, you know, I'm trying to do this. And I'm like, I'm here, you man, I know what that's like. And I'm just kind of like, instead of making it wrong that he's angry and fighting against it, I'm just hearing him. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, it, it kind of evolves or you could say devolves, but he evolves really into this where he just goes, man, I just, I miss you. Like, I feel like we don't hang out. That's what it turned into. Yeah. He was sad because he felt like he didn't have the connection and friendship with me that he wanted. And he felt like, you know, that we weren't talking about things. And that's why maybe he didn't tell me about whatever. And so like, by not making it wrong that he's angry, by accepting anger and being like, yeah, man, you seem angry. Like, let's talk about the anger yeah. instead of talking about the content of I dated the girl. It evolved into, wow, we're just friends that just care about each other. and We want to spend more time together. And, you know, and and I should know the girls you like and, and you should know the girls I like. And this is something we don't talk about. 
Like, how yeah. many guys run into the same very problem? Because guys don't talk about how they feel or yeah. anything. And then one guy says, like, fuck you, man. You did this. You showed up late. And meanwhile, instead of the guy going, like, yeah, fuck you. You showed up late before. You just went, yeah, man, you seem really upset about that. What's going on? It's like, well, I was fucking here. I was waiting. I was like, yeah, man, like, I feel bad about that. You know, like, but you just kind of talked about yeah. what was going on. You know, that's the surrendering to the Yeah, and thing. you get, and you get actually to the heart of the matter yes. to what the actual thing. Cause so much of it, it's always just superfluous, right. right? Like, you know, it's just, this is just a symptom of something that's, that's the actual issue. Right. And the other thing too, is like, let's pair this back to seasons and cycles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why is the person getting upset? I mean, maybe they're getting upset because also like this person at the time, just I'll use the friend example, the girl, maybe some other things he feels were not working in his life at that time. So mm-hmm. there's a season going on for him. And, you know, instead of like, like, you know, maybe just like opening up and embracing that and going, okay, like, well, this is where you're at. Like you might, you, you know, you might not have cared if, you know, whatever, like maybe you're just feeling alone. Maybe you're, and he was clearly because he felt like we weren't spending time together. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's something going on. And then you find out like, there's just more to the picture. And I think what happens is when you're in a season or a certain part of your cycle is that you bring that with you. And so if you accept where you're at and you're not fighting it, when you have conflict or when you have challenges outside, you're not fighting yourself and that thing. Because I think this is the biggest issue. And I know I do this myself. It's like I spend most time fighting myself. Yeah. Very little time fighting other people. But if I'm fighting myself, trying to wage a war with someone else, have a battle, you know, with them about something or an argument, but I'm in the midst of fighting myself, it's like my resources are exhausted. But if I'm like at peace with myself and I am where I am and I'm honest and like, okay with that, something else comes up and I don't bring that baggage into the situation, Mm -hmm. which I think is a big, and we can bring baggage into things all the time. Yeah. You know, you what you're saying, it's like, it. another area of this law, I'm just realizing, it's like, is, is cycles are really about help us to get honest, you know, yeah. like it really, it really forces to get honest. And I mean, way of the artist, you know, like as artists, like honesty and, and, and being authentic, communicating and expressing authentically is, is huge. You know, how can we in our lives and in our, in our work be, be more truthful, be more honest, not only with others, but more importantly to with, with ourselves, you know, cause that's where it, where it all begins. Yeah. And our cycles really force us into that place to get honest about whatever that cycle is asking us to get honest about, get honest about this. Yes. Look at this thing, spend some time here. Yeah. in this place and see what's there. Because again, it's, it's always for our, if, if we're coming again from this place of like, this is for your highest good. This is, this is for your learning. This is for your evolution. And that's an, imp- so wildly important as an artist, you know, it's those types of, it's those kinds of transformations that we have that, that, um, they, they fuel us in such profound ways, you know, like when we have these, when we, when we come up against something, it's like, Oh, what's this all about? You know, there's something not quite right here. And we're forced to get honest. Well, that reveals something about our own nature. 
mm-hmm. that reveal and and through that that reveals something maybe about the nature of others too. And through that understanding, we can now express ourselves in a way that is that is more understanding, more compassionate, more uh, that that contains more wisdom than was there before. You know, and we can we can be of greater service to other people in that way. You know, like this is a, a, a profound kind of thing that that when we move with the seasons and cycles, like it's it's. Yeah, it's just, it's all really about transformation. Mm-hmm. When I think about it, I can't believe that this is actually just coming out now. <laughs> We've been talking about seasons and cycles, and we haven't even talked about transformation. Yeah, you, transfer, you transform through each one. There's a transformation. There's a transformation that occurs at every single step, just like in nature. There's a transformation that occurs, mm-hmm. right? And each of those is is vital to the next one. Yeah. And they're all connected to each other. If the leaves don't fall from the trees... If the acorns don't fall from the trees, new trees don't get planted. They don't grow, right? Nature has a way of planting itself Mm -hmm. and giving itself an offspring. And then that offspring gives it offspring. And that's how a forest is built. Um, You know, I want to finish this this sentence because I think we talked a little bit about it. But the last part of it was to look at our lives. And that's the honesty. To look at our lives and our present with creativity and play. Now, this is the cool thing. When you surrender, when you accept, when you embrace, that's when you get to be creative and play. Mm-hmm. We're talking about artistry. Creativity and play is everything. That's what it ultimately gets to. So if you followed us on this journey to this point, what we've basically done is how to use the season to allow yourself to have creativity and play. I mean, mm-hmm. this is the big lesson that I've learned recently because um, what I realized is over the last few years, I'm just going to share the story because I think it's good. Several years ago, I was doing a, a show. Um, I just raised a bunch of money for it. I had a big, like, 100-plus person team. I started a business. I was making a lot of money through my business off the beginning. Had a girlfriend. You know, was pretty much going to go down the road to, like, get married, do all that stuff. Like a movie or something, just everything, just piece by piece, just fell apart. Boom, boom, boom. Girlfriend. Um, breakup, not just a breakup, but found out that she was with somebody else, going to marry someone else, totally felt like a fool. Uh, my show, the friends I had, the relationships I had, money kind of corrupted things. Um, the show started to fall apart. It started to create all sorts of problems for me. I I was heartbroken with the girlfriend, heartbroken with my, my show, my friends. I didn't want to do my business anymore. I just started getting super depressed, started feeling like everything was pointless. I hit a point where I was like, man, I'm like, I just started my thirties and I'm like, I'm so behind. I thought I was ahead. I thought I was with everyone. And all of a sudden now, like, I just like, I'm just alone. And all these things I built have crumbled basically, at least it seems like that. And I just, I don't know. And in that time, like, well, side note, those last few years were all about building roots, building groundwork, building this solidarity in myself to really build something amazing out of. Mm-hmm. And if that never happened, I wouldn't have built those roots. But during that time where I'd been building those roots, I went through a depression. And I also went through this part where I just got so serious about work and so passionate about work, but I stopped being passionate about other things that like were hobbies and stuff. And mm-hmm. Stopped having as much fun and playing. Because I'm like, I got to get back. I'm like behind in life. I got to get ahead again. And um, what I recently realized was like, 
without the play and the creativity, none of the, none of it matters. And before this stuff happened, one thing I was doing really well is I was being creative and playful. And that's what helped me to build the show, build the relationship, build the business. But when that stuff happened, I stopped being creative and stopped playing because I made it wrong that these things happened. I wouldn't accept that they happened. I would fight them and mm-hmm. resist them, which caused me to suppress, repress myself, get into a depression. And now like I'm on the expression side, I'm coming out of the depression, um, out of it mostly, but now I'm just expressing myself more and I'm realizing this is a big realization. It's like, I got to play. I got to be creative. I got to have outlets and expression and Part of that is me allowing that to be and allowing myself to be passionate about something other than trying to get somewhere, be somebody Mm -hmm. or make up for some kind of lost time. You know, and I think like this is something that people can battle with. I was battling with it for a long time. It was like, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I turned 30 and I'm behind. And then it's all about like, I'm trying to catch up. Well, who are you trying to catch up to, Brandon? Who are you trying to catch up to an idea about how it should be? What if this is how it is and this is how it's perfect? And if it wasn't like this, if it had gone the way you thought, you wouldn't have built the roots. You wouldn't have built the things that you've been building because things went another way. Yeah. Because there's going to be a day provided I continue on my life and continue to live this life. There's going to be a day where I know I'm going to look back at this time and be like, man, that was a great time in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a wonderful gift I got, but I couldn't see it at the time. Yes. And now I'm just learning to kind of see it more. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where, uh, again, where the, the trust comes back in, into this whole thing, you know? And so, yeah, like this, um, to look at our lives and our present with creativity and play. And that is, I, and I'm really seeing how this, this notion of, of what if you are this, this question of what if you're exactly where you're supposed to be? Right. And, and whatever that cycle, whatever that season is that you're in, what, this is exactly where you're supposed to be. Just try that on because from there we can stop resisting. We can stop resisting what is actually happening. And in its place, we can then there's, there's actually space to go because by almost naturally, almost, uh, instinctively, intuitively, when we ask the question, it's like, well, what if you're exactly where you're supposed to be right now? When we're in a situation where we're just feeling like, what the fuck is happening in my life right now? Yeah. And we consider that for a moment and we go, oh, okay. Immediately creativity comes into play. Immediately we start to kind of subconsciously or maybe consciously we're going, okay, well then what might this be for? Right. You know, what, what's going on? What can on? I make out of this? What's going on here then? Yeah. yeah we were talking about, I was like, you know, there's the, the expression of, of, you know, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Yeah. Right. This is kind of very much a similar type of thing where it's like, okay, so this is what's happening. So what, what is here? What, what is, what do you think might be, is the lesson that is being brought to you right now? You know, what, what do you, there's suddenly there's, there's a space and it's hard to kind of exactly say what that space is, but there's a space there that's a little, that gives you a little bit more room than you had before. It gives you You give. It gives you some give and it doesn't mean where play exists. It doesn't mean that you've necessarily completely stopped 
resisting what's going on. It doesn't mean that you've completely, um, that the, maybe the, the anger or, or sorrow, any of these other emotions that we generally associate as being negative, those don't, haven't necessarily gone away, but now they have a little bit of space to move around Mm -hmm. and you have a, and your mind has a little bit of space to move around in. you're not sealed in a tight little cell in, in your own being, you know, going over and over and over and over all of this, you know, quote unquote shit that's happened. And instead we go, it's like, okay, so what, what might be the meaning in this? We can start to look for meaning in our situation and to find that meaning, we have to start getting a little bit creative. You know, that's that there's no other way that we can do it because we're in a situation that we don't really know if that makes sense. Like we're, while we felt a lot of these things before, while, while most of us are fairly familiar with feeling angry, with feeling sorrowful or, or what have you, um, you know, when we find ourselves in, in that, in those spaces, it's not really what we would choose to be in. You know, that's not necessarily our ideal state of mind, but in, there's a part of us that just doesn't quite know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so part of our first instinct is to say, this shouldn't be and whatever. And that's very much a part of us that that's, it's, it's a very victim minded place to be. And through this question helps us to at least get a little bit of distance between that kind of vicious circle of thoughts Mm -hmm. of what if this is exactly what is supposed to be happening? And then, so what then would that mean? Mm. What could that possibly mean? And now we've left room for a new possibility to enter that we, that wasn't there before where vision that, is born, where vision is born. Where and I'm sure most of us can all relate to these moments where we've been like in this thing, like, God, like what's happening? Why has this happened? Da, 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 da. And that Eureka moment, whenever it occurs, you know, again, sometimes these things take time, but they take less time when we're more conscientious about it and have that moment where you go, Oh my God, this is what was going on. I didn't realize that this is what was happening, that this was, you know, and, and we move beyond what our, our limitations were. Cause that's really what it was. You know, it was, it was a kind of limitation and, and again, seasons and cycles kind of bring us up against, you know, they put us up against and then break us through our, our past limitations and we become open to, to new possibilities. Mm-hmm. But once it, everything is kind of, shitty. (laughs) I'm not saying that like, because what we're talking about is, is going about this in a way where it isn't actually so shitty. It's actually something that we can kind of enjoy in a, in a weird way. But I'm just trying, I'm just trying to, you might not be able to enjoy the thing, but you can, you itself, but you can enjoy being in your life. I mean, like, you know, like in the worst of the worst situation, would you rather be dead? Like, would you really rather your life just ended? 
And I mean, like, it's the great equalizer because it's like, even when things get really, really terrible, we probably still rather keep living. We probably still rather keep going. And I think sometimes people, they think themselves out of it or whatever. They, they create like a very pessimistic, like negative outcome, meaning negative Mm -hmm. vision. The thing is, is like, even in the worst scenario, you're probably going to have an experience where you just realize you don't want to die. Because there's something about life, even in its hardest points, which is still kind of worth living. Because it's like, I mean, even my lowest point, I remember like being like, well, fuck it. Like when I just fucking jump off a bridge and I remember like, you know, it's not like you have that thought once and then it just never have it again. Like, you know, I, I went to that moment and I was like, well, fuck, like, is there a point to any of this? And I was like, well, okay, let's say that nothing ever works out. You never... Um, not only never succeed any of this stuff, you never get to do any of the stuff you love anymore. And you, you end up alone for the rest of your life and broke and whatever. Like, is that still, do you still want to go? And I was like, well, yeah, because like, shit, man, I could still play video games. (laughs) I was like, that'd be better. I mean, well, I'm like, I'm kind of like, well, fuck it. Like, let's just have some fun playing some video games, you know, like, or whatever. Because the thing is, is like, at a certain point, you're still like, yeah, no matter how shitty life can get at times, and it can get pretty shitty, is like, you can still find that there's still some joy in it. Go towards that. You know, yeah. that's, that's the one of the lessons I've had to learn, you know, in many ways, the hard way is just go towards the joy and go towards the love. Because whenever you're lost, that's usually going to lead you there. Yeah, there's always there's <laughs> always something. Yeah, you know, there's always something that you can, you can find, you know, in, in the midst of, of all of that kind of despair and darkness and stuff you know it's like but sometimes you got to follow it the entire way you know and and and, you got to go through you know sometimes you got to go through anger and sadness and denial you got to go through all these stages of grief because you know the law of completion which we haven't talked about yet but will Mm -hmm. i mean i wouldn't doubt we talk about grief at some point because the law of completion is the death in many ways of things but people like to look at the law of completion as the moment they hold up the reward or the trophy or the thing it's like this is the day the dream dies because if that's the dream, this is it. It's, it's done now. It's dead. And we look at that moment as like so great, but like we don't necessarily look at death that great because like, this is the moment you made it to the end. Mm-hmm. This is your end. Like you, this is, you reach that point. Right. And we don't realize that like, okay, once it ends, it begins again tomorrow Mm -hmm. you wake up a new thing begins and you are the new thing right but like we like to kind of have this belief that oh when i get to completion that's just how life's gonna be it's like in some ways but in in other ways no life begins again and again and again and again and i think like you know there's people and i used to be like this when i was younger really great at beginning not always great at uh, completion and Um, I learned later in life that I always needed to have another goal, another big dream that would happen after I reached the thing I wanted because I didn't ever want to reach completion because completion meant I got to stop doing the thing I loved doing. And that's why I liked beginning because I got to get into it. Mm -hmm. And usually beginning, you're usually inspired and it's exciting. The middle can be sometimes challenging, but sometimes getting to the end can be the most challenging of all for some people. Whereas other, sometimes people, when people don't enjoy something, like, I can't wait to get to the end. Then I'll be done with this shit. Yeah. But when we love it, sometimes we don't want it to end. That's the funny thing about it. But the law of seasons says it's going to end, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) Lady, it's going to end. Like, it's going to end and it's going to start again. And so, 
you know, we were talking about this and relating it to um, uh, the actual seasons like winter and how people run away to somewhere warm. Sometimes winter gets you to do something different and you go do something. But if you always run from something, every time that season comes up, your only strategy will be to run from it. So sometimes I think it's there's a good thing about just going, okay, you know what, this time I'm not going to run from this thing. I'm not going to do something else. I'm actually going to be in it, live it, feel it, embrace it, own it, accept it, surrender to it. Yeah. All these things. Yeah. And there's opportunities there. Like yes. There's always, there's always opportunities there. Even these things that we don't typically or traditionally conventionally think of as being, being uh, something that's a positive experience. I you know what? I love a good walk in the rain every now and then, you know, there can be something really wonderful about it in those dark winter months. Sometimes, you know, it's, it's the perfect season for hot drinks, Yeah, you know, or the perfect season for getting together with friends, you know, and, and, you know, kind of hunkering inside and, you know, like there's, there's all kinds of things. And, and for people who are athletes or people who love, you know, skiing, snowboarding, you know, like all there's, there's always something there, just like within every season as well. You know, there are flowers that only bloom in the winter. You know, there are certain things that only come out because that's, that's the time for them. Right. That's their moment to shine, right? You bring and, up a great point because other people on the side of this, you might be that flower that only grows in the winter. When everybody's flourishing and blossoming and harvesting in the summer and you think, man, like, why am I not when everyone else is? Maybe that's not in your nature. Maybe that's not the way you need to grow. And, it, and maybe you grow in an unlikely time, in an unlikely place, in an unlikely way. And that's just for you to figure out. But like, you know, I, I've realized that in myself, I'm not like everybody else in certain ways. I don't do things the same way. And, and I've fought with that so much in my life where it's like, everyone else is doing this right now. Why am I not doing this? And it's like, yeah. but then when everybody's kind of in their like winter or their, that's, sometimes in certain areas, that's where I'm flourishing. And so, you know, like, I think we have, we're not always like matching everybody. And I think that's an important thing to do. And just because the common trend is that people do things, uh, do things a certain way at a certain time, doesn't mean that that's how it's supposed to go for you. Yes. And it's okay to be different. It's okay to be a little opposite. You know, it doesn't mean anything's wrong. It just maybe means that you know, you're on a different path or doing things a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I want to talk about this beer cause I am on my last sip. Yeah, me too. Um, so this is good stuff. I like it. Yeah. This has been an interesting one for me. Uh, I don't think we've ever had anything from, from these, uh, these peeps. Uh, this is from Vancouver Island brewing. Pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah. It's not this isn't an advertisement. We just have beer. Yeah. Spurs on conversation. And uh, this is called their Twisted Stock Blackberry Hellas, uh, mm. which is kind of like a, a Hellas is like a German style lager. Okay. Kind. And, uh, and then this just has uh, some, this has blackberries in it. Yeah. So. It says it has a bright fruity aroma and subtle flavors of freshly picked blackberries yeah i like it man it's it's actually been a really good one it's um you know it's funny like i had that first sip i was like interesting but then as i've been drinking more i'm just like yeah it kind of like grows on me it's like kind of like yeah you know what i found the same thing i found it kind of mellowed out a little bit as it went on because at first i found that it it had a i don't know what you had a weird aftertaste Mm. 
at the start. I was just like, ooh, I don't know if I'm going to like this one. I think it's just different. And, like, it's, like, different than you expect. It's mm-hmm. kind of a unique flavor. Yeah, because it's not particularly sweet. No. You know, and it does. It just has a little bit of a taste of blackberry to it. But there's no sweetness to it. It kind of finishes very dry and almost bitter. Yeah. Still. And and that kind of weirded me out at first, but it, it's mellowed out as... It's gone at the first, at the, at the start of it. I yeah. was like, I'm not sure about this one. <laughs> was, yeah, same feeling. But then as I drank more of it, I just enjoyed it more. Yeah. Uh, strange because, you know, sometimes, I don't know. It's it's interesting, you know, just sipping all these different sides. Like we, we get so many different experiences of it. And, you know, every beer with these craft beers, it really, they can have a totally different experience. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's. It's just fun, you know, having craft beer and spurring on a conversation. And but. one thing, too, was I picked this one up because I've never had a, bl- a beer with blackberry in it, but blackberries are in season. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Timely. Um, okay, well, let's wrap this, baby. Let's wrap it up. Um, man, we're going to definitely have to ha- talk about this one again. Yeah, we, we really went on a long tangent with this. Because uh, there's so I many avenues. So, um, you know, for me, I'll just go ahead. I'll bring this back to some questions we posed at the start, because now that we've explored it, maybe there's some new perspectives that you can get on this. So I ask you, what season of your life do you feel you are in now? What do you, what do you kind of sense do you have about what's going on for you right now? What is this season? What is the transformation that wants to occur in you right now? And once you've got a sense of that, are you resisting this transformation? Are you resisting this cycle, this change, this season? Are you resisting it? And how can you maybe let that go a little bit? How can you surrender into it a little bit? How can you move with this season? That's it. I like it. Well, I would say you know, the only way to take that further is to go like, if you accept and embrace the season you're in, ask yourself how this could serve you. Like, what is it giving you the opportunity to do that you wouldn't otherwise do? And I think you can do this exercise by just going like, well, how do you think it should be? Or how do you want it to be? And what would you be doing if it was that way? And then you go, well, I'm not able to do that because it's this way. Go, great. Where's the opportunity? Do what would you do now? What can you do now, right? Because now is giving you an opportunity. It's actually encouraging you, pushing you, creating enough pain or adversity or whatever to get you to do something that you wouldn't normally do. Because clearly you want it this way because you think once it's this way, I'll be doing this thing or whatever. Unless you can do that thing right now. And it's like, well, why do you need it to be that way? Like you can figure that out. But if this is causing you to do something different, look at how that different thing is such a gift and how it's serving you. I think that's really how you take seasons, you know, and you use them to your advantage because they, you know, I think seasons are where like vision and presence are really nurtured and born Mm. because like they're nurtured and born because if you're not present, you're going to run into trouble constantly. So you need to nurture it and, you know, and really like allow it, right? Because things change and you, and you embrace change and you embrace the moment and you embrace the being. But then also these different times, these times we don't want that aren't the shoulds we want, we create vision because now we go, okay, well, I want it to be this way. 
but it's this way. So what do I need to do right now to work with this moment and be present in this moment and from this moment help myself to make it the way I want? Or, you know, looking and I go, okay, well, the, what I want is going to come in time because that's just this mm-hmm. change of the season. And I'm not going to try and make that happen. I just know it's going to come. So right now, instead of trying to make it that season, I'm going to let it be this season right now, fully do this season. And when this season ends, in some ways... I'll be sad because I'll be on to the next season. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That in, in, you brought, you know, that's a whole, man, we can talk about this for ages, but yeah. And how that season is maybe without your knowledge, that is actually the thing you need to fulfill the vision. It just doesn't yes. look like it. Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.